You are listening to Elisha's Space Podcast. Our guest today is Peggy Roach, who is the owner and founder of The Wellness Scoop. She is a wellness coach who provides nutritional and exercise coaching to clients. Peggy shares how certain foods can affect mood along with suggestions of alternative diet options. Join us as we discuss how diet can affect mood disorders. Hello, audience of Elisha Space. I am so excited that you all have joined today. I have the absolute pleasure of having Peggy from the Wellness Scoop come by today. Peggy Roach, I want to thank you for coming by. She is a nutritionist, and she and I are very, very similar in mindset. As a matter of fact, like not less than 10 seconds ago, we were just talking about how if you deal with one thing in one area, you'll see improvement in other areas too because everything's interconnected. And that's truly what I believe. Science proves it too, but that's truly what I believe. So Peggy, welcome. And we thank you for joining us at Elisha's Space today. Oh, thank you, Elisha. I'm happy to be here. I'm excited <laughs> to be here. Well, that's good. That's good. So can you tell the audience a little bit about you, how you started your business? What's your journey? Sure. So I actually was in the travel industry for 25 years because wow. I love to travel. Yeah. And I thought, well, if I work it for a travel company, I can travel more less expensively, I should say. And I loved that. During that time, about 17 years into the travel industry, I met my husband. I was 41 years old. He was 42. We got married a year later. I was 42. He was almost 43. And we wanted to have children. And so, you know, the old biological time clock was ticking loudly. And we just started on that journey. And my doctor, my OBGYN recommended a fertility specialist I went to her and they wanted to start because of my age. I kept saying, just because of your age, they Don't wanted to start. Don't you love it start. when the people say that? But go ahead. I know. <laughs> I know. Like, okay, I get it. I'm old. But because of my age, they wanted to start with the most aggressive treatment, which in the fertility space is in vitro fertilization, IVF. Mm-hmm. And so we agreed. But they have to do all the tests first. And my husband was tested fine. They did some tests on me and she told us that our odds of getting pregnant were zero to 5% using IVF. Oh, I'm so sorry. But they were willing to go ahead with it anyway, if we were. Meanwhile, this process took a few months and I was like, I just need to get healthier. If if I'm healthier, I'll slow the aging process. If I slow the aging process, I'll increase my fertility, right? Right. And I had taken one step in that direction, because I hadn't really researched anything at that point. And that step was to give up drinking Diet Coke. (laughs) I used to drink a big, giant Diet Coke every day for lunch. I was addicted to it, basically. And so we were scheduled to start the whatever, the injections you have to have after my next cycle. And I got pregnant. Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot to tell you this part, because this is key. When she told us that our odds of getting pregnant with IVF were zero to 5%, I kind of jokingly said, oh, so our odds of getting pregnant naturally are what, negative 50%? Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's like no such thing. But she nodded, basically wow. saying, there's no way you'll get pregnant on your own. Mm-hmm. And so I gave up Diet Coke. And a month before we were supposed to start the in vitro process, I got pregnant naturally. Yay. I know. It was like, this is what was not supposed to happen, right? Right. And so it was pretty exciting. And then unfortunately, 10 weeks later, I miscarried. I'm so sorry. Or I miscarried at 10 weeks. And um, and it was very sad. But when I got over the sad part, 
mm-hmm. but you don't really ever get over. But when I got over for enough to think about it, I realized that she was saying, given odds based on their statistics, their numbers that they gather of people they treat and stuff. And mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not a statistic and I'm pretty healthy. And all I did was give up Diet Coke. And if I do more, <laughs> maybe if I do more, you know, the next time we'll get pregnant and it'll work. And so we were still continuing with them anyway. But a long story short, I got pregnant a second time naturally. So I did twice what they said had no chance of happening. And uh, it just started me on my journey of, of, wow, the human body's amazing. And the better we treat it, the better it treats us. And I just became fascinated in that time and continuing today. I'm still fascinated with, with what we can do with what our body does and its amazing capabilities to heal. So I, the second pregnancy also miscarried a little bit earlier to, just to finish out that story, which doesn't have anything to do with necessarily what we're talking about, except it's how I got there. Then I went through menopause. And so it was that ship sailed and we ended up adopting our daughter several years later. Okay. And we have a 26 year old daughter that we adopted from Russia when she was 11. That was a whole nother journey, which is sure. great, but she was wonderful. She is wonderful. So I just started reading everything I could, talking with people, meeting people, learning, taking seminars, trying to learn everything I could and just educate myself on mm-hmm. on health and human. And I realized that this is something that I want to explore. Also, in the meantime, I stumbled on Pilates. I'm a certified Pilates instructor. And uh, I loved that because I've always loved fitness. And I got certified in that and just kept going. I discovered my nutritional supplement company that I represent. And I got certified to be a weight loss coach and a certified nutrition advisor. And because I just can't stop learning about it, it's too interesting. The thing that struck me was, like I said to the doctor early on, I always thought I was pretty healthy. You know, Mm -hmm. like I tried to be healthy. And I, I said, I thought that would help me get pregnant, even though I was older. And she said, it'll help you once you're pregnant, but getting pregnant is another thing once you're older. So that was fine. But I, I just realized that there's so many things I didn't understand about health right. that I can't be the only one. And I, I just wanted to share it. I want to share this information. And, and I turns out after now 20 some years, I'm, it's true. I teach people things and they're like that they didn't know. And some of them are so simple, but we just don't, I don't know where that education would come from. Otherwise, it does, certainly the little bit of a health ed in school isn't enough. I don't know. In the, well, in the I also recognize, too, that the way our body and our minds are is interconnected. It's not categorical. And so a lot of times we think in categories or like yeah. boxes but that's not our body. So what affects you in one place, it's going to affect you in another place. You know, that's right. it's going to affect you in another place. And mm-hmm. so what I found is that the better you treat yourself, like the more you show self-care or love for yourself, the more you experience and have even going out for a little walk in your neighborhood, you know right. what I'm saying? That yeah. can like totally make a big difference to your mood for at least for a good portion of the day. You know what oh I'm my saying? Gosh, totally. Mm-hmm. So it's and and so it, it's not like big changes that are required, but everything is interconnected. You know, that's why I think when it's rainy or gloomy outside, it affects mood. Right. 
because right. everything is interconnected. So that right. leads me to my other question that I have for you when it comes to food, because since everything is interconnected, I do recognize and realize that it also affects mood, like food can affect mood. Right. So what are some foods you could suggest or not suggest that <laughs> we could consume so that we can have, you know, a more brighter day? Yeah. Well, so it's simple and it's not. Right. It's you want to like to just to sum it up, you want to have what they call complex carbohydrates, which are basically your your vegetables like sweet potatoes and cruciferous <laughs> vegetables, oats, beans, legumes, quinoa, which by the way, some people scrunch their nose up at, but there's level I have some really good quinoa recipes. <laughs> they are, they are. Go ahead. Uh, and the complex carbohydrates have they increase the availability of serotonin in your brain, which is as some of us know is the the feel good chemical hormone in your brain. Good proteins like fish and lean beef, chicken, tofu, eggs, unsweetened yogurt, they ha are linked to higher levels of dopamine. And I can never say this word, norepinephrine, which are also chemicals in the brain that have a, a role in your mood and your motivation and your concentration. And then fruits and vegetables in general that are high in minerals and vitamins and antioxidants that just nourish your body and your body's cells have been shown to just boost happiness. So uh, a lot of people have heard about the Mediterranean diet, and right. that's what I just described is basically the Mediterranean diet. It gets a lot of attention because it has been shown to, to decrease symptoms of depression, and their diet is lots of fresh vegetables and fruit and nuts and seeds and legumes and a lot of omega-3 that has those omega-3 essential fatty acids in it, olive oil. The reason that it's so good for you, one of the reasons, many, there's many, <laughs> but one of the reasons is they contain something called polyphenols that are naturally found in plants and uh, like fruits and vegetables, also in herbs and spices. And you hear about dark chocolate and wine, that's the polyphenols in it. And there's like 8,000 different kinds of them. <laughs> but they have been linked to improvements in mood and anxiety as well. And it, I just want to put in a plug here too for the omega-3s because I think that's something that gets overlooked. Mm. Our, a lot of people don't like fish. Consumption of fish is down. In general, when I talk to my clients, they some people don't eat it at all or they eat it once a month or whatever. Mm. But there's so much science behind everything I'm saying. I'm not making this up. Everything I'm saying is science, a lot of science, but it's, there's a lot of research on the omega-3 fatty acids. And you probably knew this when I was looking up a couple things to prepare. I just, and I maybe heard it, but forgot depression is the leading cause of disability worldwide. Yes. I didn't is. know that. Mm -hmm. yeah. so, That's one of the reasons I'm very passionate about it. Yeah. I mean, gosh, it's really, they are looking for new approaches to the things that the, there's a lot of forms of therapy, as you probably know, and you're treating people with depression. But for about a third of the patients, that the antidepressants don't give a response, a positive response. So they're looking for things. And there's a lot. So that's why there's been doing a lot of research, because the information on supplementing with fish oil or just adding fish and omega-3s to your diet, it's not just fish, but that's one of the best ways to get it, are really being investigated. And they've been shown to support brain and neural development. They can be found in the structure of the brain cell membranes. Mm -hmm. And there's just so many benefits to it. So I would encourage people to give it a try if they don't eat a lot of fish to supplement. And if they like fish and haven't been eating a lot, to, to go ahead and add it back into the diet, you know. So let's say I was going to fix myself something for dinner. Mm-hmm. 
what are some suggestions you would have to help me improve my mood? Okay. So I'll stick with the fish for a minute. And then, yeah, glass of wine. Oh, believe me. <laughs> well, they say the red wine. And that's true. I mean, the red wine has those polyphenols in it. but And so a glass can relax you and, and help you. But it's not going to be enough. You know, we have to do a variety. Right. Um, yes, I'm not promoting large consumption of wine. I know, right. I know you're not. <laughs> um but I'm all about ease because I, for one, don't like to cook. When I started this journey 20 some years ago, 25 years ago, six years ago, it was like, okay, got to have to start cooking more because that's one of the best ways to be healthier because you don't necessarily know what's in restaurant food or carry out Exactly. Food. But so, you know, um, thing too, though, it doesn't take much to make fish, though. Fish that's what I was just going to say. Mm-hmm. That's what I was just going to say. So, I, it took a while before I started amassing sort of a repertoire of recipes and, and menu plans that I could then just make. But I had three criteria. It had to be easy. Mm-hmm. It had to be healthy, according to my definition, which is you know not just my definition. And it had to be delicious. Right. So one of my favorite easiest meals is baked salmon. Mm-hmm. And I'll talk about that in a second. And then a fresh vegetable. I just steam fresh broccoli mm-hmm. or, or roasted zucchini and squash. Like I'm thinking of things easy right now to go with what I say. And I always do two vegetables. I do one fresh vegetable, like I'll do a fresh broccoli. And then one frozen vegetable. They have organic frozen vegetables that are great. And you put it in a steamer mm-hmm. and you drizzle it with olive oil and some herbs. It's delicious. Um, so the frozen vegetable might be what I call succotash. It's a mixture of corn and green beans and peas and carrots or just green beans. There's a, they call it haricot vert in French, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the, the French style green beans. And the salmon or the fish, now I say salmon because that's high in omega fatty acids, a lot of fish that are high in omega fatty acids. I was afraid of it at first, but once you get used to cooking fish, it's so easy. That's it's really just easy. so easy. You can do whatever you want to it. You can drizzle a lot of olive oil, but although salmon doesn't really need that, squirt some lemon on it and then sprinkle it with your favorite herbs mm-hmm. you can just do salt and pepper or mm-hmm. my husband always does salt pepper garlic powder and onion powder i do oh since we're in maryland i sprinkle it with old bay god of i course, love old man, bay. you gotta have old bay so yeah. you know sprinkle yeah. a salmon with old bay pop it in the oven it's done in 17 minutes 400 degrees yes. so so that's one of my favorites because it's easy and i know it's really healthy <laughs> does that answer your question yeah, it does. It does. I have found that a lot of clients that I've worked with in the past, they have heavy carbs. Mm-hmm. There's some sort of a sugar addiction, some sort right. of a caffeine addiction. And I'm trying to think what else. Heavy carbs, caffeine, sugar. Soda. I mean, that's sugar, but like sodas. Yeah, but those kinds of sugary and Drink. salt, high salt. Oh, yeah, that's right. And so, and, oh, and the and the lattes that they get at the you know places like Starbucks, right? And I I don't like coffee, so that you know that's I understand people love coffee. You got to have your coffee, whatever. Have a cup of coffee, but the lattes, the grande mocha, la la la, with what butterscotch? I don't know, caramel. Mm-hmm. You know, they put so much extra stuff in it that you've added like you know ten tablespoons of sugar to it. So I've got to be careful there too. That can sneak up on you. But yeah, you're absolutely right. That So on this what not to do side of foods, it's flour-based foods. Okay. Because flour has been most wheat flour, even you know, even if it says whole wheat flour, it's, it's still flour. It's taken the wheat and ground into 
a powder and taken all the bran and all the healthy stuff out. Mm -hmm. So flour-based foods are breads and pastas and crackers and baked goods. Mm -hmm. Not only uh, people don't understand this, I didn't understand it. So I'm not, you know, it's just the stuff we have to learn are as bad for you if you have pasta for example and not anything else it's what i teach eating to control your blood sugar right and everyone knows you eat something sugary that's going to increase your blood sugar but if you eat something that's could be zero sugar on the nutrition label like pasta Mm -hmm. but it's going to spike your blood sugar as if it was sugar right white rice same thing right in fact white rice is worse than sugar in terms of how much it increases the blood sugar in glucose in your bloodstream. Wow. And I could go on about why that's bad, but I'll save that. But, but it's, those are kind of things that are going to drain your energy mm-hmm. and drain you mentally. And just, you know, quickly, they're going to leave you. They tend to give you a quick boost of energy because of the spike in the blood sugar. But then what happens is your body doesn't like that high blood sugar. So it's going to release insulin very quickly and then so very quickly, your sugar is going to go way down. It's going to be too low. Okay. And so then you're going to be dragging and maybe that can also affect your mood. So, so I used the word there, addiction, because you can be have a sugar addiction. You can right. have a caffeine addiction. You had even mentioned you were addicted to Diet Coke. Right. So what are some practical tips you could share with someone who's maybe trying to change their diet? But it's very common, like if you have problems with sugar mm-hmm. or caffeine, I'll say caffeine, that if you decide to cut it off, people have problems with migraines, right? right? So what are some suggestions you have nutritionally, of course, to assist them with weaning off of the caffeine or weaning off of those things and making the more healthier choices that you suggested? Right. So... First thing I always tell people, and I almost thought of naming my business this based on my origin story that I told you earlier, is to take baby steps. Right. And I was motivated. At, you want to look at your motivations as well, but you know, if, if think thinking past beyond how you feel now and how you want to feel and visualize yourself feeling that way already. But then start with something small. I usually coach my clients with, after I've talked to them to figure out where their biggest need is or lack is, I'll start with this one little step. And it could be increasing the amount of water. We need water. The brain needs water. So, you know, our body's a huge percentage of water. And so to do all of the amazing things that the body does, we need water. And most people I coach don't drink enough water. You should drink half your body weight in ounces of water every day. But maybe you have to build up to that if you're hardly drinking any. So you set small goals and try to implement one or two at a time until that feels like habit. Okay. And then, and I also suggest finding a sort of an accountability buddy. I call an empowerment buddy who may be wanting to do something similar at the same time. You can check in. That always helps. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but as far as nutritionally, and the water is one thing, just drinking more water will help. I'll just give you an example. So one of the weight loss groups I was coaching years ago, a woman in it, when I coach people with weight loss, oftentimes I'll, okay, I'm going to do this, but just don't make me give up x or y or z there's something that they are afraid of letting go of right and for her it was diet coke ironically and i said okay we won't start there don't start there (laughs) you know what i mean but i'm also teaching them you have to drink half your body weight in ounces of water every day and you have to eat every few hours something to keep your blood sugar even 
So she was doing all this and she came back to me a couple of weeks later and said she hadn't had any Diet Coke in two weeks. I'm like, well, I told you you didn't have to give it up. And she said, I know, but I'm, she was so busy drinking water and eating the right foods and stuff that she didn't have the room in her stomach to drink Diet Coke. And so, I was going to mention that because I believe there is a tie between dehydration and salt or dehydration and sugar. And maybe it's both of them. So the more dehydrated you are, I had heard, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, I had heard the more you crave those things, but really your body's craving water. That's absolutely right. Okay. That is absolutely right. Yeah. Sometimes we think we're hungry. Not mm. even, it was just like, I'm hungry, but I don't know what I want to eat. And it's just drink a big glass of water and that might go away because your body's craving water and it's the brain signaling you in some way, mm -hmm. hey, something's missing here. And on that note too, that just to answer your other question, your original question is, and I do represent a, a high, high, high quality supplement company. In fact, they've been rated number one out of like 1600 supplements and taking a good quality multivitamin okay. will help with what you were describing a minute ago, but people try to quit their caffeine or they give up sugar or whatever and they start getting headaches or they start feeling there's a detox process that's going to go on and so your body's going to release extra free radicals mm -hmm. these are things that damage your cells and antioxidants in a good quality multivitamin will fight that will squelch those mm -hmm. so that some of those detoxing effects will some people they don't notice them at all or they're greatly reduced or they're greatly reduced in time and the amount of time it takes to go away and it also does a lot of other things that you know, I won't go into, but it's just a, it's a good thing to do anyway. And there's a whole nother thing I could talk about another time about why even with the healthiest of diets, even right. if you do eat healthy, you still need to take a good quality multivitamin. And in some cases, in most cases, fish oil, because we can't get everything we need from our food today. We need more and we get less out of our food, the nutrients. Uh... So, so I, know that I had heard that fish oil was good for eyes, but yes. I didn't realize that we needed to have fish oil, add that to your multivitamin. I didn't recognize that. Yeah, either. it's so important. Fish oil is good for, and let's just say omega-3 fatty acids, but it's good mm. for your eyes, your skin. So people, if people want to use that as their motivation, if they have a motivation to like look better. Or things like that going on. <laughs> yep. It's already there, but more importantly, it's critical to your brain health and heart health. Hmm. There's a study that showed, and we're not, I know we're not talking about heart health, but that can affect someone's mood too. It's definitely. That cholesterol lowering drugs were, they did a study comparing fish oil to cholesterol lowering drugs. Mm -hmm. Cholesterol lowering drugs were better at lowering cholesterol than fish oil, mm -hmm. but fish oil by a lot was better at reducing the amount of deaths from heart disease than cholesterol lowering drugs. Whoa. Isn't that, that crazy? Is amazing. Yes. So what's the whole point of cholesterol lowering drugs, you know? And that's another topic too. High cholesterol is not the problem. It's oxidated cholesterol and that's a whole nother story. But but they're giving people these drugs to lower their cholesterol because their theory is if you lower your cholesterol, you won't have a heart attack. But fish oil did better at that, you know? And half the people who die of heart attacks have normal cholesterol. So there's a whole big thing there. I could go on for that, but <laughs> I don't think that's what we're talking about today. But just, you know, there's things like that that I want, I love making people aware of. We'll have other episodes. You know, we just spoke a little bit ago about collaborating on other things. So we'll have other things where you'll be able to share this information because I think it's Great. so vital. Audience, basically what she's saying is if you slightly change your diet, maybe add more water to your diet, maybe instead of 
having a dinner roll out of vegetable, you right. see, and not just a potato, like maybe something like a mixed vegetable or a green bean or salad or salad, you know, yeah. and how that can affect mood. And then also too, when she talked about legumes, you know, that's a bean. So yes. beans are very filling. So if you add maybe, and a lot of people don't like beans, I understand that, but there's different ways you can cook it too. Like with the fish, there's mm-hmm. I, like a lot of times I tend to marinate my fish. So mm-hmm. it brings out the flavor more with different marinades that you use. So sure. if you've got a busy day, you can do a little marinade on your fish. It doesn't have to be anything fancy like what Peggy had mentioned. Put it in your fridge and let mm-hmm. it marinate. And then when you get it off work, you can just stick it in the oven or do right. whatever you need to do, you know, to dress it up. And then either you can put it in the frying pan or you can put it in the oven or whatever you use, maybe your air fryer, I don't know. But mm-hmm. you, when you put it in there, it's going to give you a very nice taste. And it only takes, like, if you broil it, it only takes, like, 10 minutes to cook. Yeah. You know? And different fishes take the, a different amount of time. Because if it's, the thicker it is, the longer it takes to cook. And we, I found for our oven, the perfect temperature for a salmon is 400 degrees for 17 minutes. But right. you're right. Some fish don't take anywhere near that long, you know. You have a well, thinner, 17 minutes, I think, is quick, too. You know, you're talking yeah. about you get off work at maybe five or six o'clock, you're tired, you right. drove through rush hour traffic. The temptation is to call takeout and you can That's have right. dinner ready in 20 minutes. Right. That's right. Yeah. You know? So true. Yeah. And I wanted to say one more thing about the water because you mentioned migraines. Yeah. Um, sometimes headaches are also a sign of dehydration. And Very true. I had a coworker in my former job. I had bugged her about drinking more water. And then one day she was like, I have such a headache. And I said, Joanne, go drink some more water mm-hmm. <laughs> go right now. And so she did. And she came back and said, oh, my God, I feel better. I said, drink another glass because you're yeah. probably, you know. And that was all it was. So water can solve. I'm telling you, water, free, cheap. And some people say, I don't like the taste of water. That's fine. I don't, I can't, don't have a yeah, taste to me. Stick a little flavor in it then. Yeah. yeah squeeze a, little, a lemon a in it. Squeeze a piece yeah. of lemon in it. Yeah. Or a piece of orange. Yeah. yeah. Then you get some extra stuff in there too. That's good for you. But seriously, constipation, that's often a sign of dehydration. I'll um, even so. say this, ear ringing. Yeah. I went to the emergency room a few years ago. I was having a big problem with my ears. Mm-hmm. And I went to the emergency room and I was so scared because I didn't know what was going on. And they said I was dehydrated. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, see, now that's something I didn't know. I'll keep add that to my list of benefits of water. They gave me an IV to get my body hydrated okay. again. And the ear ringing went away. They didn't give me any medication. It was fluids. See, yeah, that's it. Muscle spasms are another one. Yes. Oh my um, gosh. Charlie horses. If you get Charlie horses from exercising and things yep. like that. So, yep. so we could go on for days. Where's some bad to go? <laughs> yes. Yes. So tell me, what are some of your favorite resources that you tap into? Yeah. So it's so funny. I do some of this just so automatically. I had to give it some thought, but I was thinking about your audience thought, well, one thing that I use with my coaching clients is my fitnesspal.com mm-hmm. or it's also an app. Yeah. I love um, my if, fitness pal. 
Really yeah, cool. it's, it, it syncs with all the Fitbits and those kind of walk mm-hmm. trackers now. And you can use it for tracking your physical exercise, but you can use it for tracking your food. Um, right. And there's studies on that too, as well, for, again, people trying to lose weight. But anything, if you just want to track, it'll track different, like you get up to six categories of things you can track, like sugar, fat, protein grams, calories, carbs, all these things. But there's other things you can track, maybe like iron. You can switch it out. Maybe you're depleted in iron and you want to track how much iron you're getting from your food. So there's all kinds of choices that you can customize. And there's a lot of information on it as well. And then when I coach people, if they want to track, it's optional, but if they want to track, I can review their food journal and mm-hmm. help them tweak it. Um, and, and then I also- this too. Maybe they don't have time to like list their foods. You can right. take a picture of your food plate. Right. That's a great, that's a great tip. Well, mm-hmm. and the MyFitnessPal's gotten more and more sophisticated now. Yes. If it's a packaged food, you can scan the QR code or the UPC code and it'll yep. put all the information in there. Or if it's something you eat regularly, you put it in once and then you can just select it each time. So they've got a lot of shortcuts in there. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so that's a good one. And then I tell my clients to go to nutritiondata.com, okay. uh, which also, if you just want to, this is for people who want to know, uh, well, how much omega-3 fatty acids are in walnuts? Walnuts, by the way, another source of omega-3s. There's different kinds of omega-3s. So the plant-based ones are, can't remember the long scientific word for it, but it's ALA instead of EPA and DHA. And the ALAs are from the plant-based things, but they're still good for you. Mm-hmm. And they're converted to the other kind that's in the fish mm-hmm. in your body, assuming everything else is doing good. So got sidetracked there for a minute. But so let's say someone wants to know, you know, how much fatty acids are in walnuts, you can look it up on nutritiondata.com and a lot of good information there too. So that's just information. Now for research, for people who are research nerds like me, yeah, yeah, <laughs> PubMed, me. <laughs> too, yeah, from the National Institute of Health, PubMed, is a reliable source of scientific studies, their own and others, and all kinds of great information there. And I'm just going to put a plug for USANA is the name of the supplement company I I represent. Mm -hmm. And one of the reasons I like them is because they have a team of over 100 scientists, I think they're up to 140 now, that are constantly doing their own research and reviewing the other scientific studies that are out there. And so they can update their products whenever there's new information Mm -hmm. that's, that's critical. And they do that. But they have a website that anyone can access called askthescientists.com. And there's articles they've written, but you can also put in a search bar and just ask about different information. Or you can just ask the scientists a question. That's cool. Mm -hmm. It's really cool. And they'll get back to you in 24 hours. So that's one I use a lot. And then I have a lot of them. There's one I'm going to start using because I knew about this organization, but I just... I don't know, something made me click on it yesterday. And I'm like, oh yeah, I got to do this. The Institute for Functional Medicine. So it's ifm.org is a organization. Functional medicine is is the medicine there where they determine how and why an illness occurs and they're trying to restore people's health by addressing the root causes of the disease for each individual. Mm -hmm. So it's a moving away from the standard medical model of finding a symptom and treating the symptom versus finding the root cause. And it's often multiple, as you and I've been talking about, multiple, one thing affects the other, affects the other. So you have to treat a lot of things. But anyway, it's pretty cool. And they've got a really great amount of information in there too. 
So those are just some of them. I don't know. I have others. I think that those are great resources. Thank you so much for sharing that. Those are great You're resources. Welcome. And I'm sure the audience will appreciate these resources too, as well as this company that you're talking about as well. So Peggy, do you have any upcoming projects coming up that you'd like to share with the audience? Yes, thank you. I do what is called a seven-day jumpstart program, and we'll be launching one of those in January, January 21st to the 28th to be exact. Okay. And uh, we offer free introductory sessions prior to that, so in early January, so people can just hear what it's about and decide if they want to be part of it. And it's a great program. Each day we take 30 minutes on a Zoom to talk about a different topic, uh, many of the things we've touched on today related to health and nutrition. So they're learning because I feel like educating people is part of the process. If you know something is good for you, once you learn it's good for you or learn it's bad for you, it's, it gives you a little more motivation. Anyway, and so we go through different topics. I have different guest speakers. Maybe you could be a guest speaker for me one time. On that would be programs. awesome. I'd love to do that. And we have a bonus day eight. I do a little celebration and dance party. But the goal of it is whatever an individual person's goal is related to health and nutrition. A lot of people jump on, especially in January, for weight loss. Mm-hmm. But many people just want to reset their diet. They want to learn how to eat better. They want, because I, I do recipes, we have a private Facebook group, all kinds of things. They want to have more energy. They mm-hmm. want to improve their mood. They want to right. stop having mood swings, things like that. There's all kinds of reasons people do it. And so part of the program, if you decide to do it, is a free 30-minute consultation with me to figure out exactly what the program is going to be for that person. And so I'm excited about that and I'll have more information coming soon. <laughs> okay. Fantastic. That's exciting. That's exciting. January is perfect because that's the time when people are thinking about how to have a better 2023. So, goals. Yep. So how can people contact you if they want more information? Well, I'm on Facebook and Instagram, Peggy Roach. Well, Instagram, I'm at Peggy Roach and Facebook, I'm facebook.com slash the wellness scoop. Mm-hmm. And that's like a scoop of ice cream, ironically. Ice cream yes. is not really good for you, but <laughs> that's the story behind that too. And uh, my website is where they could sign up for a free initial consult. And it's the wellness scoop dot. And it's uh, after the dot's a little unusual. A-S as in Apple Sam dot me as in you and me. And, or they can always email me, Peggy at the wellness scoop.com. It's a long one, but that's, that's how they could reach me. Well, Peggy, thank you so much for joining us today. I am so thankful that you shared this wealth of information. There is a tie to food consumption and mental health. And yes. it's so important to you know, make changes. And like Peggy was saying, it's very easy because there's so much out there that's not healthy for us. You almost have to make the small steps in order to make the changes. So audience, I hope this information has encouraged you. It's been valuable to you where you can make some changes to your diet. And Peggy is available. She's taking new clients as well. If you'd like to contact her, she meets people virtually as well as in person. And she will help you with your goals and will itemize things so that it's meaningful for you. So I encourage you all to just to kind of take in the information, assess it, and see how it can assist and support you as you go through your healing journey. Thank you. And we'll talk with you another time. Thanks, Elisha. 
Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to Elisha Space, where we discuss issues of mental health and faith. Like our shows? Subscribe so you can be in the know of upcoming episodes. Now go, move forward in your healing journey.